When it comes to making money, there are two things that come into play. Actually creating offers and setting up processes so that people can pay you and money can flow to you easily. And your mindset about money. Are you open to abundance, to receiving more? In this episode, I'm talking to Mel McIntyre about mindset and limiting beliefs around money. And she shares not only her super inspirational story, but also some great actionable strategies that I'm for one are going to put into action right away. Mel is a woman's leadership coach and mentor. She specializes in helping creative entrepreneurs sell from the soul and create wildly authentic and successful businesses. Mel has a unique approach based on her wealth of experience in coaching. Working for herself over the last seven years with hundreds of women, her previous 20-year career in business and strategy, and her personal passion in energy and soul work. I love talking to her, and this was one of my favorite conversations on this podcast for sure. I can't wait for you to meet her, so let's dive in. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm your host, Susanne Reicher, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Welcome to the Blissful Biz Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on today, Suzanne. I'm so excited to have you here. And um, yeah, so why don't you introduce yourself and tell our listeners what you do? Wonderful. So I'm, I'm Mel McIntyre and I'm a coach and business mentor to women who are here to change the world. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a um, high plans. <laughs> well, because I think women have a really, really important role to play in redressing the balance, the imbalance, I should say, that we find ourselves in as, okay. a, as a world, as a globe, as a society. And so my work is very much a blend of strategy, so business strategy, success strategy and psychology, and but it's also a real blend of spirituality intuition and energy and some of the softer less tangible bits because I believe when you have a blend of those things when you blend those things together you can create really incredible results without efforting right without working all the hours without doing hashtag all the things so sounds, sounds really wonderful and um, really helpful for what a lot of people need what brought you to that What's your background? Good, good question. So my background is corporate. I was in the corporate world since forever, um, until seven years ago. My background, my professional background is people development and transformational change. I've always been in this field. I've always been really curious about what makes people tick. And once I got into the working world, I began to get really curious about the impact that people have on the performance of organizations and how can you utilize people through unleashing their potential to help organizations perform more effectively. So I had numerous roles as senior leader, as a management consultant in that field. 
and lots of different organisations in different countries around the world. And I had a wonderful career. And on the outside, my life looked perfect. I had, you know, I was climbing the ladder. I was ticking the boxes. And, um, but on the inside, all was not well. I had been struggling with my mental health forever, for a lifetime. And I really, so life, my life circumstances came to a head about seven years ago. I was working in a really senior role. It was my dream job. I was caring for my dad while he had cancer and was going through chemotherapy. He moved in with me. I was trying, trying, trying to be, trying to be the best mum, trying to be the best or stepmom at that point, trying to be the best partner, trying to be the best boss, trying to be the best daughter, trying to be the best carer, trying to be the best employee, trying, 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 trying to be the best friend. And I had nothing left for myself. And the way I was living my life, was really out of balance. I was um, drinking too much alcohol. I was using food and alcohol as a coping mechanism. I wasn't taking care of my body. I had chronic IBS and a suspected stomach ulcer and a really, really, really extreme case of depression and anxiety. And I was 36. But still, I was getting up each morning and continuing, going on. And then one morning I woke up. It was the 30th of May, 2014. I remember I woke up and I literally didn't know how I was going to get through the day. It was like I was disembodied. I was just so empty. I just thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to get through today. I had to take my dad to hospital to get half a lung out because his cancer had come back and then go to work and make my team redundant. That's actually what I was going to do. (laughs) When I look back now, I think, how crazy was I? You know, that I thought that that was okay. But that day was the turning point and um, what that led to was me stopping life, the hamster wheel, leaving my corporate career, giving up my house and deciding to take a year off to heal myself and work, you know, sort myself out. So I went travelling, we went all around Asia, I did a yoga retreat in Nepal, we went trekking in the Himalayas, scuba diving in Thailand and I I really just followed, I, I started to recommit to or reconnect with my intuition and just began to get to know who I really was, not who I thought the world wanted me to be but who was I. I remember there was two things, there was only two things that I knew when I walked away from my corporate career. One was I desperately needed to help people in a way that felt much more meaningful and fulfilling. That was one thing. And the other thing was I had no clue how to go about any of it, but I knew I would work it out. I just knew I would work it out. Um, And I have, (laughs) and I did. (laughs) Not without many bumps along the road. I set up my business a year later and... um, designed my business in such a way that it really gave me what I wanted in my life, which was freedom, time freedom, location freedom. I love to travel in normal times. Um, I knew I wanted to have a family. I didn't want to be working 10, 12 hour days and outsourcing the care of my kids from a young, young age. I just didn't want that. And so, yeah, so the the following the breadcrumbs led me to 
a small island in the Outer Hebrides called Eriski. There's 140 people here. Lots wow, that's really small. Yeah, sounds... very small. Um, my dad grew up here and him and I bought a place here and um, he passed away here. I, I cared for So the first year of my business was actually me caring for my dad's while he passed away, which I know it sounds crazy, but it was the greatest gift that he ever gave me and life gave me because that was probably the most healing part of all of it was facing up to the thing that I feared most and realizing that I could handle that and not only that I could I could use it to become an even better version of myself and that really forms a core part of my work as well actually um and so yeah and so now I have this business this incredible business where I work with clients all over the world and I help them in a couple of different ways the women that I work with it's predominantly women that I work with they're often feeling like they're they're at a crossroads of some sort in their own life and they're thinking it's you know do I take the path that's laid out for me Mm. that society thinks I should go down or do I do I follow the path that I've no idea where it leads but that's really where my soul's calling me um and so my intuition is my superpower and my ability to connect others with their intuition is my superpower as well so I really help my clients tap into their inner wisdom because all the answers that they want are there. And so I help them um, surface them. And that might be about, you know, making changes and feeling more confident and overcoming imposter syndrome, silencing their inner critic, you know, all the things that hold us back, particularly as women. And also I offer support to women um, who want to, take what they've experienced and create a business out of it so there is a there does tend to be a common theme that people have experienced difficulty challenges not always but often maybe a cancer diagnosis the loss of a loved one being made redundant um, and it's about how they use what can be life's biggest challenges to their advantage I help yeah. them learn how to use that, that to their advantage which is so rewarding it's so interesting that um, so many people have like this corporate background where they felt that there's really no other option than to, than to get out of it, that there's no flexibility for like different life, different ways of living, like having some extra time to take care of someone or, right? That I think it's so sad. And it's, of course, it's affecting women, especially because we are the perfectionist. You want to be perfect in every role. And also women are mainly the caregivers, taking yeah. care of families, taking yeah. care of loved ones. And um, I'm sure there are some men who find it stressful that they have the financial responsibility for their family and they don't have a choice either. Yeah, absolutely. So, right? Yeah. So I, I don't think that's always easy. I really think there needs to be some changes in the, yeah, like um, in their structure, how companies are structured, how work is structured. And that's why so many women now um, move online and it's like, the, and we I'm so grateful that we have, living in this time where it's it's never been you never had those possibilities yeah like to work globally with clients to help clients to earn money in your own time and I love that for me the biggest motivator for my business is freedom yeah me too 
So I was working in advertising. I had my 60, 70 hour work weeks. I've done all that. I never want to get back there. <laughs> but um, it's not that I didn't love advertising. Yes. I just, you know, like it's not that yes. I didn't love what I do. Yeah. So I think that's a very, very common um, issue that a lot of people have. Yeah. yeah. So and thanks for sharing your story. I think it's really inspiring for a lot oh, of our listeners and that how you overcome it. And um, yeah, so I have my mother is sick, so I'm not I don't have to take care of her. I just have to be here. Thankfully, we have great health care in Germany, but I, it's just stressful emotionally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, it's really tough. Yeah. Yeah, because we carry that responsibility often mm. that we have to be the fixer. I was a fixer. That yeah. was one of the things that I learned, um, which one of the things that's interesting about just that deeper self-awareness, you know, that, that journey of self-discovery that, that so often big life changes will, they'll offer us an invitation do you want to learn more about who you really are? That's that's what opportunity, trauma and difficulty and challenges like this offer. And I think that's for me where you can take some good out of the worst thing that's happening to you. And for me, I needed to reclaim that. And once I learned the power of that, I needed to help others do that too. But I think we we so often need to be the ones or feel like we need to be the ones that are the fixers, that are the plate spinners. Like, I'm going to spin all these plates. And also, that's an expectation. It's an expectation that you have to remember the dentist appointments and you have to remember, you know, like to send the birthday cards and you have to remember all these extra things. And, um, and in fact, when you were talking about the corporate world, one of the reasons why I think we do feel so restrained is because the corporate world has been built by men for men. Yeah. And that, you know, that's just a fact. And there's this narrative in society that to be successful, it needs to look a certain way. And I really don't buy into that, that you need to get stressed out, that you have to, you know, work more hours I'm so passionate about showing people look you can do your business your way that's what my brand's all about being wildly authentic and whether that's the way you live your life or the way you run your business and so I run my business in 20 to 25 hours a week I have a you know a very it's a very lucrative business I earn more than I did in the corporate world working less than half the hours I'm present for my son. I've got a little boy now who's three and I've not had any childcare while I grew my business because we live in this tiny little place. We don't have family. Um, and then I finally got him into nursery and then COVID shut it down. So, <laughs> so, you know, my partner and I have had to create a balance between us. And really, we have a very modern relationship because he's a very masculine man. but he's been much more involved in bringing up our son than traditional, the traditional rule, if you like, because um, we agreed that it's right for me to have that time and space to focus on my business because that's, I'm the primary breadwinner. And so it's a very different way of balancing your life, living your life. And I think I really love to encourage people to say, what do you really want? Well, let's make that happen. 
rather than feel like you have to do it in a way that's old, it's outdated, it's broken. Look at our society. It's not fit for purpose, certainly not in the UK. It's a bit more progressive in Germany and, and Europe. But the way, you know, our policies, the way that we treat people, the way we treat mothers and fathers differently through work policies, it's just... It's just old and outdated and broken and it, it takes for us to step up and demand that change and create that change. And so that's why I'm a coach to women who are here to change the world, because we have that power. We have that ability. Yeah. But we do. It starts with us. Right. It starts with each of us, doesn't it? Doing it at that individual level. That's going to create the ripple effect that society needs. Mm. So um. I love that you brought up that you have a very lucrative business um, because a lot of our listeners are yoga teachers or wellness entrepreneurs. So they already, most of them already changed their life because they wanted to help people. Like most people don't start after college or after school and say, I become a yoga teacher. Most people have a different background and then they switch. But (laughs) what many, many, many are struggling with is how to make that a financially lucrative profession. Because yeah. of course we have there are so many mindset issues and beliefs that you just want to help people. It should be free. Um, money is kind of dirty. I'm just not a business person. Yeah. <laughs> and you like all of that. So how have you been able to combine that? And what are your tips like for people who are literally starting struggling with that yeah I think that's um it's a really helpful discussion isn't it to explore that everything that you described we could class as limiting beliefs couldn't we yeah and limiting beliefs that maybe do come from that narrative and society about what success looks like but we still have a choice whether or not we buy into that and so that's why the work has to start with you ultimately so When we're talking about wealth and worth and worthiness, because I think they're all the same, part of the same thing here, um, I like to look at it from the perspective of um, almost yin and yang and or masculine, feminine. You know, we could um, describe it, left brain, right brain. We can describe it in that way. So. One is, what are the structures that you have in place in your business to enable money to flow to you freely? What are the strategies that you're applying in your business um, in terms of the type of offers that you have available and mixing up how you work with people, offering different types of services at different price points to meet different needs that your client base will have so there's the structure structural aspect of it which is about the systems in your business the processes how much you automate in your business so that you don't need to be there all the time for your business to be earning money these things are really really important so that's the external aspect of your business and then the other side of it is the internal And I really like to think about it from the perspective of yin. You know, if we're thinking about a yin practice, because I know a lot of your clients are yoga teachers, um, a yin practice 
is about it's about softening it's about allowing it's about release it's about surrender isn't it it's about the feminine um, it's about intuition or certainly the feminine's about intuition and so we we neglect the part that we need to be open to receive and that's where the work on self-worth is absolutely vital because if you're not if you don't feel worthy to receive um an abundance for the gifts that you have to offer there's a there's an imbalance there and whilst that imbalance remains you're not going to you're not going to create a successful lucrative business that feels easy right you're going to be too much in the masculine focusing too much on the systems too much on the strategy like you know I'll just try another thing let's try another thing let's try another thing let's try another thing that can be the temptation that didn't work the way I thought it would let's try another thing <laughs> and so we get overworked we get overwhelmed and we find that our business is a job it's not giving us the freedom that we dream of so I always work with clients on those two elements and one is you know how what how easy is it for money to flow to you through your business and that might be looking at how do people pay you know, is it really easy? Is it very, very clear how people work with you? Is it very clear how people can pay you? Do you have systems set up so it's very, very easy for money to flow to you? So there's that side of it. Um, but also I've got a belief that as a business owner, your number one priority is to protect and reinforce your confidence. Okay. So what are some of the ways you do that? Um you have to cultivate that. You have to cultivate your sense of confidence. You have to nurture your confidence as a business owner because it's terrifying. It's especially when your business is an expression of your soul. When your business is an expression of what you, the, you know, the change that you really desperately want to see in the world, it's vulnerable to put yourself out there. It feels really scary to increase your visibility sometimes. Every time I birth a new program, because that's what it feels like to me, it's that feeling of, oh, this is my, what, if, what if they think my baby's ugly? What if nobody wants it? What's, you know, that feeling of what if, um, what if nobody, what if I invite everybody and no one wants to come to the party? You know that feeling when you're a little girl? Yeah, I think for most yoga teachers also, what if I'm not good enough? Maybe there's always I'm more good? to learn. Yeah, there's always another training to take. Um, exactly. I, then I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. And so I really encourage my clients to get comfortable with failure. Not because we set out to fail, but because it's an inevitability. Yeah. And if you can remove the sting from failure, then you're, you're going to immediately remove a lot of the shame. I love that you brought that up. I actually just um, published a podcast episode last week where I shared how not to launch an online course because it was a big failure. 
<laughs> and then I shared everything that I did wrong so people don't yeah. have to make the mistakes. But yeah, but it's like talking about that failure, that failed launch, it was really, really uncomfortable. And I yeah. think it was also so necessary for myself to really reflect on it. And so I could let it go and move on from yeah. that experience. And also for my audience for to, to, to learn from that and to see that, yeah, she doesn't have it all figured out, makes me more relatable. Yeah. It's like it builds a different connection. Like I feel better sharing that story than I shared it, and hopefully they do in a way too. Maybe not feel better, yeah, but yeah, it's so valuable and it's interesting because I was thinking about the very same thing before we started to chat today. As um, how powerful that is, and my clients love it when I share what's going on for me. You know, um, if we're working together in a program that's about mindset, I'll say. I've had a rough patch and here's how I'm dealing with it because I want them to know, you know, um, I'll say, look, you don't, it's not like you ping and you're done. That's not how this works. That's a constant evolution into more and more and more of who you are. It's a constant expansion into more and more and more of who you are and who you came here to be. But the wonderful thing about having a business is your business is the perfect vehicle for you to grow and expand because of what you're describing. I don't feel uncomfortable talking about my failures now. I feel more uncomfortable about the other person's reaction to my, to, to, cause they'll perceive it as a failure, but I don't like, I'm good. Don't pay me. You know, one person signed up, but I've learned so much data for um, how I'm going to grow my business longer term. This was a win. You know, and I think it's, um, again, the more we normalise that, and I love that you shared that in your last episode, I've not had a chance to check that out yet. The more that we share that, women, particularly in leadership positions who are visible, the more we're going to normalise it. And that's yeah. what's going to really help us all. It's to, like life goes on. Yeah, you have a fake launch, who cares, right? <laughs> exactly. To be bolder, to be braver. Um and to you know, I have a, a a formula that humility plus imperfect action equals soaring self worth and a wildly successful business. Mm, I love that. Yeah, humility. Right, we go into it. We're confident that this is the right move because we followed our intuition always. But we know we cannot get attached to a specific outcome. We can't get attached to a specific outcome because if we do, we're opening ourselves up to real damage, right? Stepping into that wounded feminine energy, which is about comparison, which is about feeling insecure, um, seeking external validation. Uh-uh. If you're seeking external validation, then there's a saying in Scotland, your coat's on a sugarly peg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't understand a word. <laughs> that just means um, if you're seeking ex external validation, then you're, you know, you're you're in a rocky place, right? You're not secure if you're seeking external validation from others. You seek validation from yourself, from your soul, from your intuition, because she knows. She knows where you're going. She knows the next best move. She knows. Um, she took you down that path so you have to trust so I actually think faith 
and trust are vital. They're vital ingredients to removing the shame that we talked mm-hmm. about and being open to, you know, opening up to receive that, you know what, I don't need to know exactly how this is going to happen. I'm going to stay humble. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to push myself forward. I'm not going to perfect it 100%. I'm going to go and I feel just ready enough to take the action because that's going to create pace and momentum and I'm going to learn as I go. How do you make that action? Because I'm just like talking about myself now. I'm, yes. I have all the systems in place and the products and I have money coming in and it's always enough. So it feels like it's flowing, but it's not really getting more. <laughs> Mm. You know what I mean? It's mm. always enough to have like a comfortable life yeah. in a way, but not really comfortable. So yeah. that I, yeah. And um, I, I can't seem to, to get to that next step. And even if I'm telling myself I'm open and receiving and um, what can I do? <laughs> Share some Great tips question. with me. Great question. There's two things that I want to talk about here, which I think will help. One is practice feeling financial overflow because many of us can get stuck at that place of just enough I always seem to get the pair just enough yeah which is great I mean I'm grateful for that definitely yeah absolutely and gratitude is so important but be grateful for what's coming okay and put yourself into that place of absolute faith and trust that if I decide you know if I if I am um, the way I describe it to my clients is if they're working say they're working towards six figures who is six figure Suzanne describe her what's she like what does she do now you would do this before you hit that right um, describe her okay. who is she what does she love um, what kind of how you know what shampoo does she use when she washes her hair where does she hang out. What does she drink? Um, What does she wear? You know? And so really get to know her. Whatever that aspiration for you is, who she is, that version of you, because she already exists. And have fun with it. And then every day, be her. It might be something really simple. You might buy yourself, you might have a bottle of champagne on a Friday to celebrate. And I'll do this and my partner will say, what are we celebrating? I'm like, everything. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. We're celebrating everything, right? Everything, everything that's here, everything that's coming, we're celebrating because it is done. And so the more you live into that that woman that you're becoming, the quicker you're going to almost like collapse the timeline and get there, right? The quicker you're going to get there. So that's one thing. The other thing that really helps is... A morning practice, in my experience, a morning practice where you create before you consume. So first thing in the morning, maybe do a bit of meditation or centering. And then really focus on what that question is that you want some guidance on. So um, in the first couple of years of my business, I was thinking, um, there was a few, few questions I would think about. How can I serve at my highest level today? So I was always thinking about service, always thinking about impact. What does that look like? And what um, what actions can I take today to to hit £10,000 this month? You know, whatever your, your goal is. So there's some practical things. And then 
but I, but I expect those answers to come from your intuition rather than your head, if that makes sense, right? Notice where answers come from in your body is really important. But another thing that I do, which is very much about opening up to receive, is I will ask for guidance in a very simple, short prayer, if you like, which is um, I'll just lie and think about what it is I want to do or what I want to achieve. And then I'll just sit and repeat, please lead me, please guide me, please show me the way. That's about my connection to my divinity, right? And and the divine. Uh, there is a, a strong spiritual aspect and that's helped me be successful, no doubt about it. And I'll just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. Sometimes you'll get an answer there and then. Sometimes it might come later. I often get answers when I'm in the shower to questions that I have. I'll just get this little idea and I'll go, ooh, that's perfect. You know, that's the perfect yeah. answer to the question that I have. I have that when I'm walking. I always have the best walking ideas when I'm walking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So water and walking are mine. That, that mm, ten- yeah. And also um, I've got quite good and been able to clear my, my mind pretty easily because I'm, meditation practice has been so strong over the last six or seven years. That's one of the things that's helped me heal. Um, and yoga as well. Um, the earlier in the day I do yoga, the more open I am to receive. And sometimes the, I actually have yoga in my business programs and in my transformational coaching programs. I've got a resident yoga teacher, Jules, who, who does that. And we have different themes of flows. So there will be a theme on expansion, there'll be a theme on grounding, there'll be a theme on surrender. And so sometimes I'll do a flow in the theme of what I feel I need more of, mm-hmm. which is yep. such a beautiful embodied way to go about your day. You yep. know, I recognize I'm efforting, I'm trying too hard, I need to surrender. Or I'm feeling a bit cramped, I'm feeling a bit contained, I'm going to focus on expansion, expanding into my fullest through the flow that I, that I do um so yeah that like that was quite a, probably quite a few more things that I was going to share yeah, no 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 that's great it's really inspiring and it's it's so true because the last year I probably got stuck a little bit in the doing part yes. of my business like there was always a full to-do list it was just doing checking things off doing 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 and not enough time to dream and yeah. um, visualize and yeah. get led by intuition. It's, it's always still there a little bit. And yeah. yeah, I mean, yoga teacher too. But you're like, I was meditating less and less. I was doing yoga less and less. Yeah. I was still doing a lot of walking because I got a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> so at least that part. But but yeah, I think it's it's so important to have both of that parts in your business. And as you said, mm-hmm. like it's it's not enough to visualize yourself being rich or earning money. You need to create the processes and the offers too. Yeah. I think, and that's like a problem that a lot of yoga teachers have or had. Um, I mean, the business model of a yoga teacher was faulty even before the pandemic. When you're just taught in a studio and you're running from studio to studio, you didn't have any power. You didn't earn really money. And it was more like a side hustle. Really, it was very difficult to make like a full-time income. 
And you know, like, and yeah, and some yoga teachers already before the pandemic already they realized, okay, I can create other offers. I go into life coaching. I do an online course. Um, I create a different kind of business, a different kind yeah. of career. And for many, that came like kind of it was like pushed upon them, and mm-hmm. it feels like I think the problem is for many it feels like it, it wasn't their vision. They just want to help and teach yoga. And now it feels like, but they have to do this online and they have to create an online course. And then they sign up for a program, for example, for my program, and then they don't take action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, they, they know they should do it, but yeah. maybe they don't really feel it internally enough. Uh, um But at the same time, they know they want to earn more money and they have more freedom in their life. It's yeah, I don't know how to I think it's really difficult for me to help them, but for me it's so easy. I have such a strong vision of where I want to go with mm-hmm. my business. And I think that's what always comes first, is really the vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that you see where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. What's your take on that? <laughs> well, I include vision. Um vision is part of the the framework that I use and um it's vital. So but you mentioned a word that I wanted to come back on, which is you said, um, because they feel they should. Yeah. And so I talk to my clients a lot about shooting yourself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> stop shooting. You know, <laughs> shooting yourself. Nothing rude, shooting yourself, which is shame-based, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If you think about what's the energy or emotion that lies underneath that should, it's shame. And so actually, if you're shooting yourself, you're, you're perpetuating the shame that we want to eradicate. And I think as well, what you're describing comes back to a lot of this wounded feminine archetype, if we want to call it that, that holds us back, which has been influenced by the way society is structured. And what are some of the characteristics of that? It's being in victim mode and thinking that and feeling disempowered, right? It's comparing ourselves to other people. It's not having clear boundaries, having weak boundaries, saying yes when we mean no, people pleasing. Um seeking we talked about seeking external validation, but I think as well, particularly I've got a lot of connections who are yoga teachers. I've got clients as well who are yoga teachers. The comparison game that you can get into if you spend time on social media. It's the same for coaches and mentors. It's crazy. If you spend your time looking outward and start and you compare yourself to what other people are doing, you could easily, very quickly go crazy, lose all confidence. So when I talked about protecting and reinforcing your confidence and putting in place really strong boundaries, that's and cultivating the, con- the conditions to be more confident, well, maybe that's not looking at social media. Maybe that's completely removing yourself from the risk of comparison. Maybe that's focus on your creativity over the consumption of others, for example. So the habits that you have in place, the routines, the rhythm and flow to your day, the space that you create for creativity, for insight, for intuition, your being time versus your doing time. And then how quickly you take action on inspiration. Um, I've got this analogy about 
scallops or clams. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the way I live, the scallops are like the size of a, your fist. They are incredible. And the thing about a scallop is you don't want to do too much to it. It's so perfect. It's so perfect. You just need to sear it in some butter, you know, a minute each side. And really that's it. And that's what our ideas are are like. I want I always encourage clients to think about our ideas like that. Those moments of inspiration, those inspired ideas, those intuitive hits. Take it and run with it. Don't stew it. Don't put it in a slow cooker, in a pot, with lots of other people's opinions, with all these ingredients that it doesn't need, because actually it's perfect as it is. So I always really encourage, I think it's a really helpful analogy, isn't it? To think about it like that. It comes in, it, they often drop in fully formed. Perfect. So just run with it. Ooh, that feels like an inspiring thing to say. Get it on social media. Five minutes. Don't look at social media. Get it out there. Just give people a sense of who you are. What's different about you? Who, what's your essence? Who are you authentically? Who are you at your core? That's what people want to know. They want to know why you're different. They want to, and that's what they're going to buy. They're going to buy your difference, your uniqueness, not what makes you the same as everybody else. They're going to buy what makes you, you. So I would do a lot of work in my business incubator around your unique authenticity and how to really express that in your marketing and your messaging and your offers. Um, we do a lot of work on self-worth and money as well because all of these things are, are important. It's bits of a jigsaw to create the foundations of a business that you love that is the perfect vehicle for you to go and express yourself in the world and, and have an impact. Because when we're driven to help people, often what's driving that is that we really want to make a difference. We want to have an impact. We want to put a stamp on the world. We want to change what we see because we feel like we've found the answer and we want to share it. So go and do that. Yeah, and don't be afraid to dream big or bigger yeah. at least. Yeah. yeah, or, you know, it doesn't even need to be big. It's just the right size for you. Mm, yeah. Isn't it? The right yeah. size for you. Yeah. Um, and have fun with it. We can oh, get that's so important. Yes. Can we? We can get some yeah. Um, And I don't think, I don't think any of us really set up a business to feel overworked, overwhelmed. That's not why we start our own business. But at the same time, we I think I learned more about myself as being an entrepreneur than I did like 20 years working in advertising. 100%. You know, like putting yourself out there, you're always out of your comfort zone. There's always the next thing waiting for you around yeah. the corner to yeah. question everything. Yeah. And Definitely. it's it's um it's also been like you know, like going on camera and stuff, it's a lesson in self-acceptance mm -hmm. and self-love because you see your face up there you hear your voice and oh my god in the beginning that was so uncomfortable mm -hmm. but it's so important too absolutely yeah. absolutely and the way that I get over that and the way that I teach my clients to get over that 
is to remember if you're here with a mission to fulfill, if you are driven by service to others and impact, it's not about you. It's not about you and what you look like. It's about you being a channel to to positively impact someone else. And so when I show up to a live, to do a live in my Facebook group or to run an event or something, you know, to run a, a free event, if only one person shows up, I'm going to serve that person at my highest level. If nobody shows up, I'm going to serve at my highest level. I'm going to send it out to my email list because that's what I'm here to do. And I trust the process. And I trust that if I've felt called to say that today, if I felt called to offer that um, inspiration or guidance or service to someone, someone is going to hear it and it needs to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. That has been really amazing. <laughs> I've just had so much fun talking to you. <laughs> um, where can people learn more about you and your offers? Great. So I've got a website, which is melmcintyre.com. Um, I've got a couple of core programs on there. There's a few different ways I work with people. One is uh, an online program, the Wildly Authentic Business Incubator. And the other is, um, there's another online program actually called the Wildly Authentic Way. And that's all about really supporting that journey of self-discovery and connecting to your soul and, and bringing her out and how you live your life every day. And then um, I do have private clients as well that I work with and mentor. Um, and lots of exciting things will be happening around retreats and events when the world begins to open up. Yes. I'd love to go to my island for retreats and events. I'm working on that right now. Um, so, yeah, and actually I was going to offer a coupon as well, a discount coupon for your podcast listeners um, if they did want to get any support with any services as well. So I can give you the details of that if that's an offer. Yeah, definitely. Add me, uh, I'll add everything to the show notes and also yeah. the links. And, yeah, so hopefully... Um, one day I'll visit you with my little camper van. Can I come to Amazing, your island with a camper van? <laughs> do you have a bridge or is there a ferry or how do I get there? There's a ferry <laughs> and then there's a causeway. So, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> a commitment to get here. You can fly from Glasgow. Um, but other than that, you drive to a place called Malig and then it's a three and a half yeah. hour ferry. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's stunning where I am. It's, you know, I would love to travel through Scotland. I've never been. Um, also through England. I've just been to London. I lived in London, but I've never really made it anywhere else. <laughs> and it must be so beautiful, the countryside. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It really is. And where we are, nature still rules. Mm. Um, it's it's still very unspoiled. We want to keep it that way. It's had quite a lot of publicity in the last year or so where I live, um, or the islands where I live. But how do you survive cool. the winters? They must be pretty long and dark. Mm, yes they're long and dark but they tend to be reasonably mild because okay. we are we, t we have the gulf stream when there's northerly winds it's very 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 cool yeah. um but yeah definitely dark similar to scandinavia and the daylights that they get because we're kind of quite far north so yeah. Yeah, I'm heading south next winter. I already know that. We tend to go south for the winter, but of course we've not been able to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love seasons. So yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. I really enjoy how seasonal it is. We're in, you know, full bloom. Everything's uh, in full bloom right now. It's summer and it's so beautiful. I love spring. I love the promise that it brings. And right love- now, the long, long summer nights when it doesn't yeah. get dark. I mean, I'm in the north of Germany. It's probably, but even here, like at 10 p.m., it's still not dark. And I love that. Yeah. 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 But like in, I lived in Bali for a long time and it was like 6 30. Yeah, <laughs> every day the same. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I always find it quite strange. It's like, oh, mm. what just happened? <laughs> it's got dark. <laughs> Usually it's more of a drawn out process than this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank and um, I hope I speak to you again soon. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Thanks again for having me, Suzanne. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannoreika.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time.